It was a hot May Saturday, the day of our daughter's first dance recital. It was at a local high school, and we needed to get there early, so we dropped our daughter off in one of the classrooms where the rest of her troop was getting assembled, all these little, like, four or five-year-olds. And then the parents waited outside the auditorium doors. And like I said, it was hot, so you couldn't go outside to cool off inside as more and more people were packing in the area of the school right in front of the auditorium doors. It was getting hot. There was just no relief. Finally, five minutes before the show was to begin, they opened the doors. Of course, what I did was what any 21st century American would do. I complained on Facebook about it. I said, why don't they just let us into the air-conditioned auditorium where we could sit and rest our feet? Of course, one of the people I'm friends on Facebook with is a former student who was a dancer who performed and also taught dance. And her response was, well, we just don't want you to see all the special stuff that we have planned for you as we're setting it up. The surprise was part of the experience. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference, where a 24-7 parent and full-time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort and let's talk about it. Hello, welcome to your parent-teacher conference. This is Coach Cullen, your host. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about how we can make a good first impression for our students. That's actually a, a big deal, I think. But as always, if you enjoy what you hear, I'd love for you to share this podcast with a friend, retweet it. Share it on Facebook. Just tell other people about it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can feel free to email me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Here's something I heard about. This is actually a cool thing. If you would, I heard this from another podcast. If you would like to ask me a question and want to hear your voice on the air, Here's what I ask you to do. Just get on your smartphone, record yourself in a memo, and send that file to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. If it's a great question, if I think it's really interesting, which is something you should dive into, you'll hear your voice. I'll email you back saying, hey, look out for this episode. Your voice will be on the air, and I will answer it to the best of my ability. Or even if it's a comment, or if it's just telling me how horrible this podcast is. It's okay. You can do that. Also, you can check out my website, coachcullen.com, coachcullen.com. I've been trying to put more things up there. I've been, I'm going to try to blog a little bit more. I like writing more than I like talking. I think my voice is very nasally. I talk, I've always been like that. Even when I was a little kid, talk through my nose. I always find it interesting to actually hear what I sound like. That's what they say, right? You When you hear yourself, 
just talking to somebody without it being recorded, it sounds different to you than what it actually sounds like. So when you hear yourself in a recording, you're hearing the true you. And that's a good segue to go back to. If you have a question or a comment that you want to hear over the air on the podcast, tape it on your smartphone on a memo, send the file to me, ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com, and then you can get to hear what your voice sounds like over the internet. So we're talking about the first day of school, and I shared with you a story about my daughter's first dance recital when she was a little girl, and the response of a former student who was, a, again, very talented dancer, taught dance, was in many shows, explaining why they don't let us in until right before the show is about to begin. And I've taken that principle that she shared that day on Facebook, and I've applied it to the classroom. Now, I don't know about you, but my school does an open house the day before school begins. I think it's for middle school, maybe unnecessary. I got to be honest. And if you're listening from the school district I teach in, I'm just laying out the truth here. At the middle school level, what I see when I look out in the hallway is that it's our town's social affair of that day. It really isn't getting to meet your teacher more than the kids coming back together. Many of them haven't seen each other all summer. Some of you parents are talking and hanging out with some of your friends in the hallways as well. And that's fine. I mean, it's a social thing. And that's a good thing, especially after COVID. I should be praising it more than knocking it. But for me as a teacher, I really, it, there's no benefit for me. There's so many people, it's happening so fast, and you really can't talk a lot. It's really the first couple of days of school where I really get to know your child. Now, I'm going to share with you one big don't to do in an open house. I plan in a few weeks to do a back-to-school night podcast, like the do's and don'ts of back-to-school night for the teacher and for the parent. But one thing don't do during the open house. Do not turn it into a parent-teacher conference. Don't start talking about your kid. Some of your kids do have like IEPs, individualized education plans, because they're in special ed. Some of them have 504s. Some of them have just things you want the teacher to know. We look over the 504s. We look at, over the IEPs. We don't need that time of the open house. And it's really not because I don't want to hear it. I do want to hear it. I want to help your child out and get everything they need. I just don't want others to know. That's really what it comes down to. It's really hard to be discreet in those settings. And the purpose of the open house is to get as many kids through as possible just to say hello and parents to recognize the teacher's face and who the guy is, or from my case, who the guy is behind the lectern so don't turn it into a parent-teacher conference for the sake of your child i'm really thinking of them i don't wouldn't want them embarrassed or even parents hearing things that are really should be that really should be private if there's really a, a concern reach out to me email me or email the teacher call the teacher if there is something pressing that you would like the teacher to know before the first day of school that is a better course of action 
than to do it in this very open setting. I try to set up my classroom very uniquely. On the first day of school, it's set up like a little baseball field, and we play a home run derby game with the class. They hit the ball off a tee. It's, it's a lot of fun. And one year, after seeing this response from my former student about why the doors don't open early for a dance recital, I thought to myself, I don't want my students seeing my classroom before the first day. It's supposed to be a surprise. It's supposed to catch their imagination. And it kind of ruins it by having them come into my classroom and meet and greet me. So what I started doing was I locked the door of my classroom. I came out with, I have like a lectern, wooden lectern and a stool. And I sit out in the hallway. I have the windows blocked so you can't see in my room. And I introduced myself, my students there. So that way, the mystery of my classroom that will be revealed during the first day is still there. I, I'm a big guy on experiences that you tend to tie information to experiences. So for me, it is a big deal that that first day they're like, oh, it looks like a baseball field. Rather than walking in the first day, yeah, it's a baseball field, saw it yesterday. It kind of ruins the whole first day excitement. Now, after the first year I did this, the Spanish teacher across the hall said to me, that's a great idea. Instead of having parents come in with their kids to the classroom, we should all just sit out in the hallway and talk and meet and greet. Now, I've had parents saying, oh, I'd really like to see your classroom. And I, I just, I'm honest with them. I say, there's really something special going on in there for the first day of school. I just don't want anybody. I don't want to ruin the surprise for anybody. They're disappointed. They want, I get it. They want to see what the classroom will be like for their child, but they'll be back to school in a few weeks. They'll get to see the classroom. Also what the Spanish teacher across the hall said, by having us meet the kids and their parents out in the hallway, it helps to prevent those little parent-teacher conferences that I talked about earlier. Think about it. The parent can walk into your classroom. It's only the parent and your kid, and there's nobody coming in. And I've seen this happen during this time, where a parent and their child will look in, another parent and their child will look in, see you talking with a different parent, parent about their child, and they can hear that it's pretty serious. They'll just walk away. They may never come back. It kind of ruins the whole thing of the open house. So... The teacher said by being out in the hallway, it discourages those conversations because the hallways are packed with people. Now, other ways that I try to make a first impression before the first day of school is this weekend, I am pushing out a video of what I've done over the summer. I have a website, class website. Some parents who've had me in the past are following me on Instagram and Twitter already, so I'll put the video out there. And this way, if kids are trying to see, hey, what's this guy's class going to be like? They're going to see this video. And basically, at the end of the video, it says, hey, summer's almost over. Why are you wasting time trying to figure out what a history class is going to be like this year? So kind of, in a fun way, chastises them for wishing that summer was almost over. And of course, the kid will probably be like, what do you mean? I don't want summer to be over. I just was trying to figure out what history is going to be like in a few weeks. So I do that. That's another way I try to build anticipation for my class before the first day of school. 
The other thing I'll be doing is next week, the week before school starts, I will be creating a database of all my students' parents' emails. And I've done this for the last, since COVID. I've sent out a weekly email to my students' parents, letting them know, here's what we're talking about this week. Here's some assignments due. I try to make it about three minutes long. So the parents will also receive that email before the first day of school. I'll introduce myself. Again, all these things are to build anticipation for the classroom. I think that's a big thing. We're not just learning robots. We have a logical side and we have an emotional side. And a lot of what I'm doing here is playing to the emotion to get to the logic. Because we are creatures of both heart and head. Another thing I used to do, I haven't done this in a couple of years, but here's an idea for you. I used to put signs throughout the school telling students how many feet they were from my classroom. So I run a baseball-themed classroom. So 60 feet, 6 inches away from the doorway of my classroom, there would be a sign announcing, would have a picture of a baseball player on it, and say, you are 60 feet, 6 inches away from Mr. Cullen's class. Of course, at 90 feet. You are 90 feet away from Mr. Cullen's class. So again, building anticipation for what is happening behind those doors. Now, the first day of school, the students are coming in. I let them sit wherever they want. The room is set up. The desks are set up like down the foul lines with an open area, like the dime in the middle. And there's a batting tee in the back of the room for them to hit off of and then what happens is we play a home run derby game. You get certain points for certain, like a home run gets four points, triple gets three, things like that. You add them all together. We divide by how many students batted, how many basically each get one at bat. And then I'll give it like a point of extra credit. It's very minor. I know some people are so against it. Oh, you're ruining the one point is nothing in my grading scheme. But it kind of feels like they've won something. So the t class with the highest average point total gets one point extra credit for everybody in their class that day. I say my name, but other than that, I don't go over rules, don't go over grading, don't go over what their notebook should look like. We have enough time in the year to get to all that. I don't have a syllabus that I pass out. Really, I introduce myself, I might say a few things, and we get right into the game. Where I, I Usually what I do is I ask them a fun question, like, what's your favorite ice cream? Like something they're going to get right. And then they hit the ball off the tee. And it's, it's a lot of fun. The kids have fun. And remember, you like they always say, you only have one opportunity to make a first impression. I want the students who walk into my class the first day to walk out saying, wow, that class is going to be different. That's what I want. If you can get your students to want to be in your class, then you have them ready to be learning in your class. Now, the baseball thing is my idea. You can take with it and run with it. But I'm going to tell you something. I do the baseball-themed classroom, and I do a bait, you know, home run derby to start the year, the first day of class, because it fits my personality. It may not fit yours. Maybe something different. Do something that you're comfortable with. You need to be comfortable with this. 
because kids can smell inauthenticity a mile away. Do something that's you. Don't do my thing. I mean, I'm not saying you can't. You might be a big baseball fan too. Say, that's that's right up my alley. Go for it. Go. I don't care if you steal it from me. I probably stole it from somebody else anyhow. But if it's not you, figure out what is you. If you come at it with such passion, it just hooks people in. So what are your plans for the first day with students? I'd love to hear of them. Please send them to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Or if you want to, you can voice record it and send me over the file and I'll play it on the air. If your first day plans are to go over a syllabus in monotone, your students are going to believe that is what the rest of the year is going to look like. It's going to be hard for them to walk into your classroom the next day. If you do something just even a little bit different, your students are going to walk in on the second day saying, what cool thing does he or she have planned for us today? Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students. A good parent loves those students, their children, deeply.